Sit down and quickly bring your Bibles out and turn to Revelation chapter 19. Revelation chapter 19. Oh, I just thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus, for making today possible for us to be in church. The devil has so many plans to make sure we are unable to make it a church. But you disappoint the devices of the enemy all the time. We bless your name. We bless your name. Let every soul be blessed today. As your word comes out, bring blessing, bring illumination to the hearts of people. Bring great edification to people and let people be blessed. Better off when they are living here today than when they came in here. If any came in sick, diseased or afflicted, oppressed in any way, let there be supernatural healing deliverances as the anointing begins to flow as your word begins to come out. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' name. Revelation 19, we'll read from verse 7. Have you seen it? Revelation 19, I read from verse 7. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him for the marriage of the Lamb is come. And his wife has made herself ready. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. For the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. And he said unto me, Write, Blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said unto me, These are the true saints of God. Amen. Now, some time ago in this church, a revelation came and I have been Working on that revelation, teaching on that revelation. There's some Sundays, other things come, and I'm not able to really continue every consecutive Sunday. But we are not really yet done with the teaching on that revelation. The revelation that God granted or gave to our brother, Bishop Mike, how that pavilion made it. To be one of the three most celebrated churches in the world in heaven. Heaven is up there. The head of the church is up there. But the church which is his body is down here. And everything that goes on down here, heaven is well aware. All the churches in the world. I'm talking about the true bride of Christ. Once a gathering of people is not a true church of Christ. Heaven doesn't even bother about that. Does not recognize that. There are so many congregations in the world. And Jesus will look down and say, those ones are just doing their own thing. They don't belong to me. And just because a church signboard is put up, 
and you see church as part of the names on the signboard, does not make it a church. And because somebody says, um, bishop, reverend, apostle, pastor, whatever, doesn't mean he's a man of God. Just like because somebody said, I'm a Christian, does not mean he's a Christian. There are so many people who say they are Christians. But the Bible says the Lord knows them that are his. Say amen to that. It will shock you when you get a revelation of how many churches so called in the world do not even belong to Jesus Christ. It will shock you. Okay. Those ones that qualify to be members of the body of Christ, those churches, those local assemblies, the Lord knows them. He knows them. They, they are scattered all over the globe. I mean the true churches of Christ. He knows them. And so heaven celebrate the fact that these are the true churches of God. But there is a special award, a special uh, 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 decoration for the pastors of certain churches that make up what Jesus calls the trophy bride. Before you get to the status of being referred to as a trophy bride, you are already even a bride of Christ. You are already a good church. You are already, a, you know. And according to the revelation God gave to Mike, there were several other churches, out of which three just stood out. Those other churches, no fake church is there. Are you with me, somebody? No fake church is there. But among the genuine churches, three stood out. And Gospel Pavilion made it to be one of those three. And it's called the number one church in Africa. Let's clap for Jesus. I said, Pavilion made it to be one of the three top churches in the world. In premiership, they talk about top four. In the church of Jesus Christ on the earth, that's what they call top three. In your church, my church, your church, my church, this church made it to that list. Let's clap for Jesus. And then I want you to wave your hands and say, Lord, thank you for your grace. Say, thank you for your grace. Now, for those of you that don't easily believe things, because you look down on ourselves. No, it can't be. Nah, what about that big church? That I, what about that one, that church? It couldn't be that God's power in 2008 that, he, that himself and David never met will be speaking the same thing in 2014 and 2008. And for Michael to come, he's saying the same thing, trophy bride. Except Bishop Chu went around trying to stage manage things just to make us as a church feel good. But it's not like that. 
and I'm grateful and I'm saying God help us by your grace to serve you more and do better. It is a church that is even number one. It's a church that is number two. Before we made three. So there's a lot to still do. Is that correct? That's how a, so, a sober man thinks. Who was the name of that pastor? I would love to know that man. You are called and you pastor the best church in the whole world. You and God told my community, that church is not in Africa. Say number one and two churches, they are not in Africa. Number three, pavilion. That's where an African church starts to be mentioned. That means something still lacking in the African church. But I'm glad an African church made it to the top three. Is it Europe or Australia or America that produced the best two churches? We will find out someday. Let's clap for Jesus one more time. I know why I'm talking like this. I'm deliberately talking like this, taking your mind back to arrest your mind and bring your mind to set certain salient things. God wants me to pass across to you this morning. So, the way I've just spoken, reminiscing of the, over those previous revelations, you know, have just brought our mind to where God wanted to be. Hallelujah. But I remember God said to me, there are ten things, qualities, that a church must possess before he can make it to the status of a trophy bride. And I remember I said number one, the church must have purity of motive in the founding and in the day in the day to day running of the church. Michael even said that. Michael said, Bishop Mike said, it is majorly the way you are that makes the church to be like that. It's the pastor that is actually being scored. That is actually being rated. Because every organization or an institution is a lengthening shadow of the founder. Nigeria is the way it is today, a laughing stock in the committee of nations, a shame all over the world because of the leadership. One good man getting power, political power in Nigeria will transform this country. One good man. One good man. When God wants to do a thing, he does not call a committee. He calls a man. The man will now select people as God guides him to help him do it. But he calls a man. He called out Abram out of the awe of the Cadiz. Go to the land I will show you. He was trying to form a Jewish race of people. There were no Jews on the earth. One race. He's calling out somebody. Go somewhere. Raise me a people that I call Israelites today. One man. One man. 
I want to deliver Egypt, uh, Israel from Egypt. From Pharaoh's bondage. He appeared in the burning bush in the wilderness of Midian to one man, Moses. Moses, go to Pharaoh, tell him, let my people go. And we all know the story later, they were telling Moses, oh, you need to have the division of labor, appoint people to help you. But God calls one man. Purity of motive. Why did you set up the church? Because you think it's easy to own a private jet these days by pastor. So that is the best place to go make money. If that's your motive, you have already failed. Forget it. You have failed. Your church, it may be called the fastest growing church in Nigeria. You have already failed. Your heart is wrong. It's just one more business enterprise you have set up. And he that searches the heart, he knows your motive. God said there must be wholesomeness of doctrine as the doctrine makes the church. The things you teach in that church must be pure. No gimmick whatsoever. Nothing like the, nothing like the adulteration of God's word. As it is. Pure word. Pastors don't teach balanced doctrine. Some pastors just major on some aspect prosperity, success principles. Some said, I'm an apostle of deliverance and breakthrough. Uh, all they do in, in their ministry is casting out devil, casting out devil, casting out devil. Deliverance, deliverance, so called. They're not balanced. You have to teach the whole counsel of God. As a pastor. Then when you have. Satisfied that. You are trying. You are on your way. Towards making it to be. The trophy bride of Christ. Purity of motive. In founding and running the church. Bringing out. Teaching out. Wholesome doctrine. And then number three. You lay serious emphasis. On the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. That church. Must not be a church. That stops at. The love of God. And the grace of Jesus Christ. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the love of God. No, you must continue with the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. You must be, you must be able to raise a church that speaks in tongues like no other. We came here on Friday and I said, nothing but tongues. We're here on Friday, prayer. I mean, how many of you were here? I said, nothing but tongues. How many of you enjoyed it? Tongues. Praying the Holy Ghost. Go beyond your mental capacity in spiritual communication with God. Talk in tongues. Forget about English or Yoruba or Igbo language. Talk in tongues. Let the Holy Ghost take control. The fellowship, the communion of the Holy Spirit. Some churches don't even believe speaking in tongues is for everybody. This is for select few. I've been, I've been to some churches where even the pastor doesn't speak in tongues. You think such a church will ever make it to the trophy bride. I'm not saying they may not be among the other uh, church, the other good churches than my castle. But to be in the top three and without serious emphasis on the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, you are joking. And then, number four, the church must have 
genuine love of the sheep by the shepherd. The church, there must be serious, great love of the sheep by the shepherd. The pastor must have, it's only God that, that, that searches this perfectly. He looks at the heart of the pastor, the senior pastor there. Does he love these people? Is he just preaching every Sunday, Wednesday, Friday as a means of showmanship? Or he's, he's looking for a way to milk the brethren. Casting spell, juju spell, are carried by pastors. On Sunday, just ordinary and catch you that they will use. Native daughter has worked on it. So-called ring, they are wearing wedding ring. It's not ordinary. Some pastors sleep in shrine. But you will know that he's wearing suit and tie and open a Bible does not mean he's any different from a babalawo. Genuine love of the sheep. If a pastor loves you, he will not take your name somewhere and then every three, three months somebody just dies in the congregation under, under mysterious circumstances. Traceable to the pastor. And then you will hear some church people will say a pastor sent assassin after a church. We've heard those things. Police have arrested some pastors. Assassination attempt that didn't work. And a pastor's name was mentioned. Church member, assassin sent by a pastor. That is not love. That's not love of the brethren. When there is genuine love of the brethren, you don't see your brethren as customers. You see them as brethren, brothers and sisters. Number five, that church that must make it to the trophy bride status must have quality of praise, worship, and thanksgiving. Stay from the heart. If you genuinely love the Lord your God with all thy heart, with all thy mind, with all thy soul, with all thy strength, when you praise him, it will come from a deep sense of meaning. You will praise God because you know he's great. You will give him thanks sincerely because you know he's good. It's not even we are talking about music there. Music does not have to be present before you can praise God. It's just that music somewhere along the line will come as you praise God. Music will come and it makes it easier. I can walk from here to a Kurudu garage. Yeah, it's possible. But it's easier to get there by means of a vehicle. You can praise God by just saying, God, you are good. God, you are too much. Lord, there's none like you. You are not yet singing. You're already praising him. God is too much, too much, too much. Yeah, God is too much, too much, too much. I have put melody. What I said earlier, God, you are too much. God, you are the greatest. Now, God is too much. What's the difference? I'm still praising God, but this time around with melody. So, music doesn't, it's not music that is praise worship. But music is just going to help enhance it. And then it becomes efficient 
and stops being a drag. Music makes you enjoy the praising of God that you are already doing. It makes you enjoy it more. It makes you flow more. It's like putting pepper and maggi soup in soup. That's what music does. But the state of the heart of those who do that is how the quality is measured. It's not even by what is this kind of equipment they are using. You, it will shock you that a church that does not have the kind of equipment that you have, if your own is the best equipment in town, one church down there that don't, don't even have a keyboard can be scored higher on that subject of praise worship than your church that has the best equipment. Because it's the heart God looks at. How to achieve the status of the trophy bride. And then number six, emphasis on genuine love among brethren. I get that's where we stopped last time. Is that correct? Emphasis on genuine. For those of you that are jotting, even though we don't do it every Sunday, each time we revisit this until I finish the number 10 point, we are not leaving the trophy bride, okay? That's what God told me. So whenever I have the opportunity, I, I revisit it. But always remember, we have stopped so far at point number six. Emphasis on genuine love among brethren. You, as brethren, must love one another. In church, there's nothing like I'm an evil man. He's a Yoruba man, so I don't love him. I'm an Yoruba man. He's an Isha man. There's nothing like that. There's neither male nor female, neither Jew nor Greek. By one spirit, we've all been baptized into the body of Christ. You are my brother, you are my sister. You are quick to forgive those who hurt you. Because love dominates you. Love dominates you. There is one debt you are told to always owe. Don't say I finished paying. Owe no man nothing but to love one another. When people read that in the book of Romans, they say it's don't borrow money. That's not what they say. That's not what they say. Owe no man nothing but to love one another. In other words, you have a debt, D-E-B-T, a debt to pay. You have a debt you are owing Lawrence. And you must keep paying. You're not the pay and finish. Nobody is expected to finish paying till the day you breathe your last or you rapture. You are owing me love, I'm owing you love. And if the bank gives you a loan to pay back in one year, until the one year has come, the bank doesn't disturb you. Is that correct? After one year you have not paid, the bank begins to trouble you. So, though you are owing the bank from month 1 to month 12, legally speaking, technically speaking, you are not yet owing them. Because they said after 12 months, we'll start drawing you. Take the money and be doing business. We're not disturbing you. But once it's 12 months, we'll start asking back. Inside those 12 months, it's like you're not owing. Nobody's stopping you. There are some things we do as if we are owing somebody that 
some things people force us to do and we sin against God. You are not owing the person that. The only thing you are owing every human being, whether they are saved or unsaved, is love. Uh, is the debt of love. That's what I'm owing you. That's why I must keep loving Lawrence. I can never finish paying. I can't stop loving you because I know the pay finish. Clifford, Chukudi, I can never finish paying. I owe you a debt of love and you are also owing me. And if everybody knows we are all owing in love, then we will treat one another with love and respect. Clap for Jesus. And then number seven, which means when we are done with today's teaching, we're going to take one more point. We have three more to go. So you still keep hearing the trophy bride until we are done with the remaining three points after today's number seven point. Amen? Number seven point. Here it is. A great commitment to the great commission. See number seven. 